God of new beginnings. In prophesying the coming of the Savior, God says through Isaiah chapter 42, verse 9, Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things. And in chapter 43, 19 through 20, Behold, I will do something new. I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give my to give drink to my chosen people. And so, new life, new hope, new future, a new year, time for a new beginning, a new chance to accomplish our goals. Enter, as Jeff said, New Year's resolution. I crank up my willpower and I resolve. I make up my mind. I determine that I'm going to do it come what may. That's January 3rd. And a couple of months later, Endure to be in close. 
gives us the example of the branches, the bride and the vine. And this is even more close and more so because a plant does not have self-will as people do. It can't disobey. It can't rebel. It perfectly conforms to its creator's will. The branch connected to the vine, no question about the relationship. The sap flowing from the vine through the branch producing fruit just like God designed it. What is God's design for our life? Jesus has told us, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, So, for us to bear fruit, for us to do anything that really matters to God, that accomplishes His will, we must abide in Jesus. We must dwell in close and settled union with Him. Like an old married couple knowing each other well, implicitly trusting, unconditionally. Loving, their relationship being beyond question. Like a branch growing from the vine, clinging to the vine, letting the sap from the vine flow through it and produce fruit. We must abide in Jesus. And a question enters our mind well, how can I do that? Can I really have that kind of relationship with Jesus? Jesus knew that his disciples would need some help. And so he said to them in John 14, 16 through 18, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. The word helper here is a Greek word paraclete, which means one called alongside to help. I will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it does not behold him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And on Pentecost, God gave the Holy Spirit to dwell in those who believe in in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people in visitation only for a while. And he would then withdraw. David prays in Psalm 51.10, Do not take thy Holy Spirit from me. But after Pentecost, God never takes the Holy Spirit away from the believer again because he lives within the believer. Paul says to the Corinthian Christians, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? So if we have been born again, we have the Holy Spirit. But the question we need to ask ourselves is, does the Holy Spirit have me? That is, am I letting him have his way in my life? Am I letting him have his way in the way I think? In the way I think? my attitudes, in my 
personal experience of Jesus Christ to be real. Let me say that again. Christian witness is a person who can be called upon to testify from personal experience of Jesus Christ to be And what is the clearest, plainest, most irrefutable way that we can do that? It is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and let them see Jesus in action in our life. As the pastor likes to say, when God shows up and shows off in our life. God's kindness, God's gentleness, His goodness, His faithfulness, to this person, through us, to witnesses to let them see the joy and the peace and the self-control that he gives to us. What we do, I guarantee they will know. And they will wonder how. How can we do that? And when they ask, the door will be open for us to tell them Story supremely worth the telling. And love will find a way with our help to get the story told. Sometimes Christians are confused about what it means to witness to Christ. They think witnessing is trying to convince people to accept Jesus, but it's not. It's not. Convincing people is the Holy Spirit's job, not ours. Our job as a witness is to testify to the reality of Jesus by letting them see and experience Him through us, by telling them what He's done for us. And if we do our job with His help, He will be here. Being filled with His Spirit, abiding in Him day by day, bearing fruit for His glory. That is God's plan for the life of His children. That is why we're still here instead of in heaven. He has work for us to do here. And apart from Him actively in charge of our life, we can't do it. Apart from me, you can do nothing. There is a big difference in going along day by day with ourselves in charge, just doing the best we can for God, and going along day by day trusting Christ to be in charge and receiving the help of our helper, a living life, serving God. To be filled with His Spirit makes all the difference. So how is a Christian filled with God's Spirit? How is it that the Holy Spirit takes charge in our life possesses us, empowers us, leads us, controls us. In other words, gives us the help that we need to live for God. Colossians 2.6 says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in Him. Well, how did we receive Him? By grace through faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should go. 
taking charge in our life is also a gift of God. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit through faith, through trust in God. Likewise, we receive this filling of it, same way, through faith, trust in God. When we accepted Jesus, we took him at his promise. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice open the door, I will come into him. Revelation 2.1. We said, Jesus, come in. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive my sin. We trusted him to come in as he said he would, and we found him to be true He came in in the person of the Holy Spirit. When we ask God to fill us with his Spirit, we likewise take him at his promise. And this is the confidence which we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked. Well, is it God's will that we be filled with His Spirit? Yes. Because in Ephesians 5, 18, He commands us to be filled. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation that amounts to nothing. But be filled with the Spirit. And so we ask, Lord Jesus, fill me with Your Spirit. I yield to Your Lordship serve you my way. 
Thank you. 